Taxi. Mom, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You know, believe it or not, one of the shows that we've gotten the most response to, and this includes stuff that we've done in the political realm, stuff that we've done the last couple of weeks in the Middle East, stuff that we've done that I think is really interesting, important, compelling stuff. One of the shows that we got the most response to last week was the horror panel, the horror movie panel that we did on Friday the 13th. And I guess maybe because we are inching closer and closer to Halloween, there is a fascination that the public has in being scared, in the occult, and I think specifically with respect to tales of demonic possession, this has been reignited with the new Exorcist movie that's in theaters. I haven't seen it yet, but everybody is talking about it. And believe it or not, there is a book out now all about this, all about the devil and what role he might play in people's lives, what role he might play in crime. And it's not written by somebody that you generally think of as a horror writer. It's written by one of the most experienced trial attorneys I've ever met, one of the most accomplished prosecutors in the history of the borough of Brooklyn, somebody that I've had the privilege of talking to many times, not only on this program, but uh, on my podcast, the former chief of the Rackets Bureau in the Brooklyn DA's office, and a best-selling author several times over, whose latest book is Fallen Angel Book Two, The War for the Soul of Brooklyn. Very pleased to welcome back to the program, Michael Vecchione. Michael, thanks so much for joining me. Congratulations on the new book. Thank you very much, Frank, and thank you for having me. And wow, I hope I can live up to those words. Thank you for for that great introduction. I, I really appreciate it. Mike, I want to talk to you about the new book. I'm curious about it. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to uh, reading it because I've read, sure. I think, five of your previous books, and each one is a page-turner. We'll get into this one in a second. But you were, as I mentioned, you were a trial lawyer's trial lawyer. You were an attorney's attorney, both as a guy in the courtroom and as an administrator helping to run the DA's office. Do you miss trying cases at all? Do you ever think of maybe showing up to 100 Center Street, just so you don't get rusty? <laughs> yes, I miss cases. I miss trying cases every day, Frank. I, I, I really do. What, what I don't miss was the, uh, you know, the nonsense that went on in, you know, with the, with the running of the office and, and the people in the office who were, didn't see eye to eye and who, you know, who were, who, you know, made life miserable, quite frankly. I, I don't miss that. Uh, and I, and I don't, um, you know, I, writing these books has kind of kept me mm. in the quote unquote, the courtroom, you know, and, um, and that's why I love doing it. And, uh, but I do miss it. There's not a, a day that goes by that I don't, uh, wish that I was involved in an investigation that led to an indictment, which led to a trial and to have, um, you know, to have you, you fellas, you know, you guys like you guys and gals like you in the, in the press, you know, covering the case and asking me questions. I, I, I miss it every day. Well, you, you've also been at various points of your career. And again, I gave just sort of a thumbnail sketch of, uh, of a couple of things you've done. We could do a whole four hours just on your life and career in the law. Yeah. But you've also been an attorney in private practice. You've done some defense work. You ever think about doing a little defense work these days? No, I don't. I really don't. I'm, I'm, out, of the, I'm out of the game. I really am. I, you know, you can't be away. It's now, uh, believe it or not, in December of this year, it'll be 10 years 
that I'm out of the DA's wow. office and, and out of the practice of law. And, um, you know, I get calls all the time uh, by people asking me questions and asking advice and that kind of thing. You know, it's not a not a, a, a formal consulting thing, but I do get questions. And, you know, and I and I handle what I can handle. But in terms of being able to practice law the proper way, you have to have an infrastructure. You have to have been in the courtroom. You have to see uh, and, and basically feel what's going on in the, um, you know, in the, in the legal community. And, and I don't have that. I'm, I'm you know, I'm in my uh, up in, at my desk and I'm, and I'm writing now and um, it would be a disservice. So what I do is I have lots of people who I know, lots of attorneys who are excellent trial lawyers, excellent attorneys in, in various fields. And I refer cases out to them. And um, and thank God so far things have gone well. So um, so I, I I do miss it, but I don't want to get back into it. I, I love what I'm doing now. Uh, to- and, you know, Frank, I got to tell you, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. one, one other thing that I'm doing is I, I've gotten involved with a group called True Crime Expo uh, that runs a, a, a kind of a speaker's bureau out on Long Island. And I have been speaking to library groups um, for now about a year and a half on true crime and my cases. And, um, and that has also kept me, you know, kept me involved in, um, in, in the law. And, um, and I've done podcasts as well, as you know, I've done yours. And so that keeps me, I have to keep up to date because I can't, I have to sound like I know what I'm doing, (laughs) but, um, you know, but I don't, um, I, I don't want to get back into it because um, I, I would I would be a disservice to the client. You know, um, l- last question just about about crime, and then I want to talk sure. uh, mostly about writing and what you're doing now. One of the things that I can tell you, and I, I'm out in the public a lot, and I have a diverse social group, uh, ranges uh, ages, ranges uh, ethnicity and uh, religion, every possible demographic I socialize with regularly. And one thing that I've noticed is there's a common thread, at least in New York, but I think it's true in Baltimore, I think it's true in Washington, I know it's true in Chicago. There's a common thread of people being afraid of violent crime. Now, some folks, uh, like the mayor, for instance, they say this is just the Perception. They say this is people um, highlighting a bunch of crime stories to make to sell papers or to generate clicks, whatever the case may be. From what you're hearing, is crime in, say, New York these days bad? I mean, certainly it's not as bad as it was when you were a prosecutor 30 years ago. Or is Mayor Adams right that it's a perception problem, not necessarily the reality? With all due respect to the mayor, he's absolutely wrong. Um, it is it is not a perception. It is a reality. And uh, and I can tell you just my let me, let me just give you my my, my feeling. I and my experience. Um, I was a, a guy who for many, many, many years um, when I was in private practice, 10 years, 12 years, it was, I guess, would take the subway every single day all over the city, everywhere and uh, walk through Manhattan any time of night without any problems. Um, certainly walk around Brooklyn and downtown Brooklyn without ever thinking about a problem. Uh, you know, once Giuliani put in or, or transformed the city and Bloomberg continued to uh, his, his policies and, and refined it, it played, New York was, was a wonderful place to, uh, and, and, a, and, a, and me being fearless walking around. And I had no, you know, no bodyguards, nothing of that nature. It was me. Um, now, Anytime I can avoid taking the subway, I do. And it's not because, you know, I, um, 
because of perception. It's because of reality. Just today, some poor young woman was pushed into a train um, just standing on a platform. Uh, and when I do take the subway, I stand against the wall. I wait for the train to come into the, pla- into the station, wait for the doors to open, and then I go into, the, into it. And, um, you know, so that to me brings home the idea that, that this crime wave that we see is, is actually happening. And, um, and there are, you know, people in my neighborhood who tell me the same thing. Mm. Um, so it's not just a perception problem. It's a problem. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all.